This video is brought to you by Skillshare. Skillshare is an online learning community for creative people where millions get to explore together. Skillshare has got thousands of classes. As artists, you're going to love discovering topics in fine art, illustration, and more. Lots of Skillshare classes are under 60 minutes. With short lessons, you can fit them into the busiest of schedules. I decided to watch Inclusive UX, Designing Websites for Everyone with Regine Gilbert. So often when people talk about design, they explain about how to create images and get it to work with text. But in this case, the design was really focused on considering the importance of inclusivity and accessibility to reach a diverse audience of people of all different backgrounds. This course gave me the opportunity to think more deeply about how I can think about accessibility within the context of an online design experience. The first 1,000 people to use the link in my description box will get a one-month free trial of Skillshare Premium. Hey everyone, today we are doing an art prop stream on do we need an art internship? If you are looking to strengthen and flex your art muscle, art prop is a community for you. We have tutorials, critiques, and more, and it's all for free. Clara, would you get, like to get the ball rolling on internship chat? Yeah, internships can be wonderful experiences that in some cases can actually lead to a job later on, but they can also be terrible and a complete waste of time. Why do you think deep deep there's such a range of experiences with internships? I think that there's no kind of like ground rules with internships. They can be unpaid. They can, it's really just kind of like this imbalance in power where like the employer has a lot of power and the intern, the person wanting the internship really like doesn't have much. So sometimes when you're working in an internship, the job is great and you learn a lot and you're not like abused. And sometimes you're sitting there for a whole summer, not doing anything useful or anything that they've told you you were going to do. I'd like to hear from people in the chat who here has done any internship, not specifically an art one, and tell us where that internship fit in terms of sweet internship that paved way for your career and the one that was just an absolute waste of time. Now, one of the reasons we wanted to bring this up is that I know that when I was teaching at RISD, a lot of the art school students were super stressed about, I have to get an internship this summer, and if I don't get one, I'm never going to get a career, and no one's ever going to hire me. Is that true, Deep D? No, I don't think so. I think that internships can be great ways of meeting people, opening doors for you, spending your summers or your free time, whatever. But I think at the end of the day, your career is totally about like your portfolio, your work ethic, and who you are as a person. Like, are you likable? Do people want to work with you? Um, but really, I think the work that you create and the effort that you put out there to like put your world work into the world will be what determines how successful your career is. And having an internship on your resume, it's not always a good thing because when I'm reviewing resumes and I see all these internships, to me, it just screams, I'm really young and inexperienced. And so it's not always seen in a positive way. Again, it depends on the person who you're talking to but you could totally have a great art career 
and never have done an internship. So if you're somebody who's feeling like, oh, I'm behind because all my friends have an internship this summer and I don't, that's not necessarily the case. And for some people, making money over the summer is actually <laughs> way more important and long-term maybe is what you need a lot more. And here's the other thing, Deepti. I just find that a lot of people who do internships, they're not doing it because they're interested. They're just like, oh, I need it on my resume. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. I think that it goes with the same kind of like when you're in high school and you're volunteering at like all these soup kitchens and this and that. Like, are you doing it because you actually care about like feeding people or are you, do, are you doing it because like, you know, that colleges want to see that you most of the time it was the latter. And I will say that I was, you know, part of that problem. <laughs> um, but yeah, with internships, I think a lot of times you're doing it to get like a check off on your resume or just make your resume seem more full. But I think that like being more sensitive to like why you're there will be not only a better experience for you, but also a better experience for the employer and probably foster a better relationship, you know, post internship that can lead to other things. Um, so definitely go into it thinking like, do you actually want to be there? Do you actually want to be learning from this environment? And is, is it giving you something? Because it's not just a summer situation. It can lead to other things if you do it in the right way and for the right reasons. I would also say that people can tell when you're just there for the resume because we've had interns at various points at ArtProf and I had some students who I asked to be interns who were great students. And then when they signed on for the internship, I could tell they were phoning it in. I could tell they were not interested. And I've had some phenomenal interns, ones who were just excited and really into the work and tried so hard. I had other people who just were not even trying. And deeply, I remember who those people were. You have to keep that in mind that it may feel like, oh, it's just an internship, but it could be something else, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're creating relationships while you're there. I mean, I've had horrible internships and I've had great internships. And from the great internships, I'm still in touch with people there. And I know that they think very highly of me and they would help me out, you know, if I needed help or a second pair of eyes on something. So I think that like, people can definitely sniff out when you're not being authentic. Um, so make sure you're going into it authentic. Because again, it's a two way street, you want them to be treating you with respect. So you should enter it with that kind of respect too. There's some great comments in the chat. I would encourage everybody to read about all these experiences. Like Thing Nguyen Art says, I did an internship for textile design company for the quilting and crafting industry. Later on, when I was job searching, my current art director used to work there. So I think it helped in some way. Now on the flip side, <laughs> Slut Mirror says, horrible experience in web design internship, no pay and a complete waste of time. And Tally says, I had a summer internship at my state's council hall for working with special needs children at an elementary school. It was a non-art internship. So read what people are saying, because I think it really shows what's available and how much you really have to do your research. For example, Angela says, are there internships for older adults? Maybe we are starting art later in life. It's tricky because a lot of these internships 
I'm like, I thought the internship was supposed to be an entry point into the professional world, but some of the listings are outrageous. I saw one to be an intern at the Washington Post. They wanted you to be a college software sophomore with, quote, several years of experience in a major newsroom. I'm like, who has that? That just was absurd to me. So you have to read all of the fine print and recognize some of the red flags because some of these companies can just make your life miserable. Like you had one really bad internship, right? Yeah, I lasted there, I think, two weeks because I was very luckily offered a paid gig that was even cooler immediately after. And this was an unpaid internship that I hated. And so I had no, they were, yeah, they basically had me just the way they presented the internship, like what they told me I'd be doing was incredibly different than what I was doing. I didn't even like literally I was just serving people food during like edit sessions. I was cleaning dishes, like floating the dishwasher. There's, it was just ridiculous. Um, and there was not a sign of like anything that they had promised me anywhere in the future. So I left and I wasn't getting paid. I was paying to get there. Um, yeah, it was pretty, pretty awful. <laughs> now on the flip side of that, I also think if you're applying for internships, you have to recognize why people hire interns. Like there's a reason why interns are unpaid most of the time. Why is that deep deep? Because a lot of times people just don't have the funds to pay them, but they need the extra help. So, um, your skills are clearly really needed or your, your pair of hands, but they can't pay you. So it's a great way of like giving you college credit or paying for your lunches or, or something like that while still getting that help. So long story short, they need help. So Erica here is saying, as someone that has overseen interns myself, most tend to be unmotivated, uninterested and needed handholding. Well, I once spoke to somebody who interned for art prof and they told me that, well, I was really expecting that I was going to get training in Adobe Premiere and really learn concrete skills. And I was like, what do you think this is? Like a private tutoring gig? Like, I'm not here to train you to learn Premiere for a summer internship. And you have to realize that, yeah, while it would be good for the employer to consider that, th this is not a private art lesson for the summer. Yeah, and I think that like, it's totally valid that you have that person might have like wants and desires from what they get out of a certain internship, but you should definitely be voicing that and making sure that the decision you make for joining a company, like, you know, that that's been agreed upon. You can't like just come into an internship and expect things that haven't been um, agreed upon in the past and and it varies like art prof we are so like like we need help we are so we have such little staff that like we just do not have the means or time to be training our interns on skills and like giving them like you know a classes but maybe if you're interning at pixar or when i was at nickelodeon for example you know it's it's less like they're like super understaffed and it was more of like a fun internship um where we got like cool experiences and stuff so if that's what you're looking for do your research and figure out where you can get that from i would also say consider some of the smaller organizations because i know deep d in animation everybody hears about ooh the pixar internship i'm sure it's awesome and 
I've had former students who have gone on to do that internship, but that internship is absurdly competitive. And you can't just say, well, I'm only going to take the internship if it's at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. I will not consider anything else because you're blocking off a lot of options. And also, what can a smaller museum offer, Deep D? Like the Newport Art Museum is more like a regional museum. What can they offer that maybe a huge museum like the Whitney in New York maybe wouldn't do? I think that on a smaller museum, you'll probably get a lot more hands-on experience and probably a lot more of an opportunity to like voice what you want to do um, and get closer to like what you actually want to do. Because in a huge company, you're probably just going to get lost in the mix of things because they have so many employees that are already taking care of everything um, that you'll just be taking care of like the fluff, the things that people don't really want to be doing. But at a smaller center, you know, it it's a very well-oiled machine probably, but they can probably insert you as close to the person that you are, your goal is to be maybe, um, and then learning like right directly from the source. So I think smaller internships are great. And the comment about like, can an older person get an internship? I think a lot of times at these huge companies, they are looking for like young, flashy, you know, like the, the, the new whatever. But if you're interning for a person, like an artist or you're a smaller place and you have that passion and you're showing that you're willing to work and you're aware of their organization or what they do or what their work is, I think those places are way more just interested in like hiring someone who can be a positive contribution to their, you know, their community. Um, so definitely look into the smaller ones. I think those experiences can be really great and you can leave there with some cool portfolio pieces and some really unique experiences. Anna says, I think a studio assistant's internship can be useful in learning some elements of the craft, like stretching canvases, but it doesn't necessarily get your career anywhere. Exactly. And so you have to ask yourself when you're researching an internship, what am I really after? Do I just want to be a fly on the wall and just see what it's like day to day in a museum? And a lot of it is not fun every second of every day. A lot of the work can be grueling and tedious, but that's part of the field sometimes. But definitely do your research because there are some cool museums out there. Like this is the Norman Rockwell Museum in Massachusetts. It's a tiny little museum, but it's got a beautiful collection or places like the Eric Carle Museum of Picture Book Art. You don't always have to go for these big name institutions because you're probably going to be a tiny fish in a gigantic pond. And in the smaller place like this, you're probably going to get just a lot more responsibility. Who knows? Maybe it could be terrible. But I just think the likeliness of that being the case is a lot higher for a lot of those smaller organizations. So here's the fact of the matter is that most internships are unpaid, which is a problem because how many people can just not work for a whole summer or a whole year or whatever period? I mean, it really frustrates me. Yeah, it's pretty awful. And I think that like, that's another reason why we have to stress that like, you shouldn't feel like you have to do internships if you just can't, you know, or you can maybe find a compromise and do it like once or twice a week and work a paying job the other days. But like, internships can be really, really abusive and not okay. And I think the fact that it's okay in a lot of places for them to be unpaid is actually not okay. Um, because you are oftentimes working really hard and doing, I mean, I think back to that unpaid internship I did where I was washing dishes, like I felt really just like, 
like that was offensive, you know, for, for like what I had to bring to the table and what they had told me I would be doing and the fact that they were not paying me. And then at the end of the day, all I was doing was like washing dishes. I was like, I could be spending my time making art or doing something else, you know, that could further my portfolio, but rather I'm here hoping to get an experience that I'm just not getting um, that you promised me. And that's, you know, you, I was lied to. Um, luckily I got a new opportunity, but yeah, you should definitely be cautious because when it's unpaid, they can also kind of just manipulate you and it's not great. Especially if it's an unpaid internship in New York city, I'm like, who can afford to just live there unpaid? I mean, basically you have to have a very wealthy family to do that. And that's also a problem because that means that a lot of the people who are doing the internships, it's a fairly small segment of the population and a lot of people just aren't eligible. So I have a problem with it from that point of view, but there are some things you can do. For example, maybe you can negotiate something. Maybe they can't pay you, but maybe they can get you a Metro card, which in New York City is very valuable, actually. Or Deepti, what else could you negotiate for that internship? You can negotiate lunches paid for or, um, yeah, transportation, or maybe they can put you up in housing um, if you're coming from out of state. There are a lot of things that you can negotiate or even just like a stipend. They might not be able to give you like a salary. That might be too much, but you could even just ask for like a hundred bucks a month just to help you pay for groceries or something. You know, there's definitely, if they want you, hopefully that's because you've really excelled and shown that you are a great artist so that then you can be like, okay, listen, this is what I need to be able to help you. <laughs> Chocolate Cat says, what sorts of experiences do people usually look for in internships? Is it the networking or is it the curating of the art? For a lot of people, it's networking because then you meet people who are actually active in the industry. But I think a lot of people also just want to get a taste of the field. Like Deepti, you worked at a fairly big company, like you were at Nickelodeon. And I think you realize later, I don't like this lifestyle, right? Yeah, I mean, I had a wonderful experience at Nickelodeon. I can't speak highly enough about like the Viacom internship program. But I think at the end of the day, I realized that corporate life wasn't really for me because I felt very small and like I didn't have a lot of creative decisions. Um, and I saw that like with even the people who were in positions that I hope to get to. And it was interesting because up until that internship, I was so sure that I would have loved to work at a huge studio like that. So that internship really changed the course of what I wanted to do. And it was more like freelancing and independent work was what I realized I really wanted to get my hands on. And that's a good place to figure that out because an internship is low commitment. It doesn't last that long. And then you can just say, yeah, that's not for me. I'm gonna move on to something else. And that's valuable in itself. All right, let's talk about different types of internships that are available in the art world. And this is one that a lot of people want, but, <laughs> I honestly think is really overrated, which is a lot of people want to work with an artist who is very well established and be their assistant. But here's the thing. I mean, Deep D, who in the art world is well off enough in their own studio practice that they can hire interns and have a big, I mean, that's like three people in the art world. Like it's not that many people that you have access to. And the thing is, these are not advertised anywhere. So how do people get these internships with independent artists? 
honestly, a lot of times it's like word of mouth. I know a lot of people who are like the kids of their um, friend, you know, like their buddy from college's daughter that gets the internship, whatever. So those are hard to come by, especially if you're looking at those really established artists. Um, but sometimes I think those independent artists, like smaller ones, like I've hired an intern before for like a very short period of time when I was working on like an independent project. And they did a lot of really cool work for me because I was just like, I needed two bodies and I was just one. So you can look at people who have like, you know, freelance careers that are earlier on stages. Um, but yeah, it, it is really hard to get into that like inner network of like the cool independent artist. Um, and I do know people who have worked for them. I won't say any names, but it's been very abusive as well, so. This is Bill Plimpton, who got very popular in the 1980s. He did a lot of those MTV animation spots. And my husband was an animation major at RISD and I believe got in touch with Bill Plimpton through his animation professor. And so that is one instance where the art school network definitely benefited him. And Bill Plimpton didn't have a listing anywhere. My husband just called him up and was like, hey, can I be your intern for the summer? And he was. So a lot of these situations are not things you apply for. And that's what you have to keep an open mind about. Like this is Lee Boole. I had another former RISD student who worked for her and she said it was just total run work and it was not fun. And that is usually the case with independent artists. You're not really doing a lot of fun stuff. I mean, sure, you get to see the process, you get to see them work, but most of the people I know who have worked for independent artists were not that psyched about it. So let's talk about your animation internship, Deep D. Tell us about Viacom and Nickelodeon. It was a really cool experience. It was my first time living in New York, which I will also say was like a, um, a great way of me getting to taste New York City. Um, and it was a paid internship. It was not paid at all very well, especially for New York, but it was paid something. So that was good. And it was part time. Um, but it was my first time getting to live in New York and I loved the city and I knew that I wanted to come back here after graduation. So it, internships are a great way if you're like, hey, I'm thinking about Europe. Look into an internship in Europe and see if you can get there through a, a job. So, um, yeah, <laughs> Angela says an older person who doesn't need money, it would be cool to find an internship in Europe. Is there a place to look for internships abroad? Yeah, I mean, you should definitely look into museums and studios there that are in the field that you have skills to contribute to and see if you can get there that way. I had a really cool office. This was the view from my desk, um, which was amazing. We were in Times Square. Like I, I really had such a New York experience. And the great thing about interning for like a big company like Nickelodeon, which is under the branch of Viacom, is that Viacom owns Comedy Central, MTV, all these companies. And so those internships, because they hire so many interns every intern season, they really have like a lot of like intern parties and intern events and like mixers and, um, you know, like post internship drinks. And they have like concerts for us. Like it's almost like you're a freshman in college again and there's all the red carpet. So you really feel like um, if you're in a new city, it's such a good way of making friends and networking and meeting other people. I still talk to people who are like I met during that internship years later. So 
if you're looking for like kind of like one of those blingy kind of internship experiences, one of those companies could be really great because you meet so many people and you get to have like a very corporate fueled um, internship experience. I left there knowing that it wasn't the vibe for me, but I had a lovely three months. <laughs> Deepi, how did you get that internship? Did you apply or? I did. I applied just very like through their website portal. Um, it was nobody put in any words for me. I just really just did it um, through through the through, and it was interesting because uh, you know you should never think that you aren't qualified for something because this was a motion graphics internship, which is like After Effects, very like computer based. I didn't have a lot of motion graphics experience at, at that time. A lot of what I was doing was hand drawn animation and puppet stuff, like stop motion. But I still was like, you know what? I was applying to so many internships. I was like, why not? This one seems really cool. And they actually hired me because they really liked, the animator on the team really liked my stop motion work and was like, this is so cool. And knew that like the interns are all just like, there's so many interns all the time who are coming through. He just wanted someone who had like a cool skill that he could like talk about with and like was excited. And he was like, I'm, I'm always teaching the interns how to do stuff anyways, because our company has such a specific way of going about things. Even if you like know how to do it, we all we have to retrain you anyways. So it was just a good testament of like, don't feel like you shouldn't apply to something because they say you need X experience or what, or you just think you can't just go for it. You have nothing to lose. I think the important thing with anything you apply for, let them eliminate you. Don't just take yourself out because you just never know. And there have been so many times when people have said to me, oh, I'm not qualified. I don't think I'm good enough for that. And then they apply and then they get it. I'm like, just, it's no skin off your back to put in that application. It really does not hurt at all. Now that said though, there are some applications you really just should not apply for because maybe you literally do not have the qualifications. For example, a lot of people in the art field who are studio artists, they think, oh, I'm an artist. I should try to get an internship at a museum. But what kind of degree actually do a lot of these museum internships want you to have, Deep D? An MFA, I think, right? Nope. <laughs> See, oh. it's really hard for people to know. You'd assume that it would be a studio degree, but no, they want to see that you are an art history major. Maybe you're doing oh. a PhD. I mean, it's a totally different field. Now, it depends on the museum. Some museums may not care, but there are some that really want you to be like an academic person. They want like an art history major who writes papers and reads books. And you would think as a studio artist, you'd be qualified, but actually you're not for a lot of these positions. So this is where it's so important that you really read the listing because if they want an art history major, then don't bother. Like that really truly is a waste of your time because you're not fulfilling the requirements. How about art galleries, Deep D? Because they're similar to museums, but they're also very, very different. Have you known anybody that did an art gallery internship or seen people have interest in that? I don't know too much about it, but I used to actually teach through an art gallery, like through their um, like high school program. And I remember their intern actually had a really cool job. Her work was like very hands-on. 
um, because the gallery only had one artist's work at any time and the whole gallery was run by like five people. So she really got to like work hands on. A lot of what she did was scheduling and making sure that like the right things happened at the right time, but she was in all of the meetings, you know, sitting at the table, being a part of all of those conversations because it was such a small space. Um, and I was like, that's really cool and important um, because if you're at like a huge museum, you probably aren't going to be present when the artist is there, you know, talking about their vision for their show. Um, but at these smaller galleries, you might be, which is really, really cool. Or you could have a terrible experience that's super depressing and had no takeaway, which is what happened to one of my former RISI students. After they graduated, they did the whole I have to move to New York thing because a lot of art school students feel that pressure. And they worked at this very like shishi New York City Chelsea gallery. And they ran out of money at some point because the internship was unpaid. And they said to me, you know what? All I got was this recommendation letter that said, yes, they're good at filing stuff. And they said it was a total waste of time. And they were so depressed after that experience. And so I would just say, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Don't sign on for something long term. Or what I would do oftentimes, because I have had interns who have been working with us on a longer term basis. And... I usually give like a trial period. Like I'll say, okay, you can be an intern for a month. We'll see how it goes. And then it's easier to part ways if it's not working out so well. So you can negotiate things like that, but just keep that in mind because I, I just felt so terrible for the student. Like she just was so upset after that experience and just felt really disillusioned. Okay, let's talk about shop internships because... There are a lot of shops everywhere in all different fields, and they always need help. For example, this is my friend, Liz Shepard. She runs this cooperative print shop. They do lithography and etching and all different kinds of silk screening techniques or at a pottery studio. Why do they always need help, Deep Deep, no matter what? <laughs> I mean, there's always work coming in that needs to, you know, get fired or, or this or that. It's like a, it, it's really, the shops are really like machines that are constantly moving. Um, so they always need an extra pair of hands to help them like, you know, get the work done. And this really is great training because even if you're not doing the super fancy stuff, you get to watch. I mean, I've had a lot of students do internships at print shops, or this is a great organization, the Fabric Workshop Museum in Philadelphia. And it's like getting to see somebody print an edition of Kiki Smith prints professionally. That's kind of awesome. How is that different than school? Because we had a print shop in school, but it's not the same thing. Right. I mean, the print shop at school is just like your peers work, which is, is cool, but like, um, getting to see like the delicacy that needs to be put into like printing these like really well-known artists print or uh, it's just kind of like a different level of care and attention and also the print shop at school was like tiny um, these print shops are like huge you know uh, they're working with like some of these great artists so they're just a different level so Soitin Lee says, shop internships sound more like the guild system from the Middle Ages. I mean, it is similar because you have to be trained to do this stuff. You can't BS your way 
through making an etching or putting rosin on an aquatint plate. That's not going to happen. And so I would just say this is a very different type of internship because it's not about paperwork. You're going to be scrubbing basins. You're going to be snapping cheesecloths. I mean, it's a lot of manual labor. But I also think for a lot of students, it makes them realize the level of professionalism that's required to work in a place like that. Because, you know, when you're in art school, you kind of cut corners and it's like not that big of a deal. But then when you work at a place like that, they're like, no, do it again. And you're like, but it's no, it has to be done again. It has to be just right. And I feel like that's the difference between school and working professionally that an internship can definitely show you. Yeah, I mean, I think there's more at stake because at school, most of the time, it's your personal work. So if it goes wrong, it's kind of just like that's bad on you. But um, in the real world, you're working on things that are going to get put out into the world that a bunch of people have had input in can be like other people's work. So you really have a different level of care and attention that needs to go into things. And like in shops, sometimes there's like rules just for your safety, um, you know, which like when you're in school, you could be in a shop and kind of just be like doing things and nobody's watching and, you know, you can maybe get by. But like in these bigger places, there are like get sued if you don't take care of the people that are in there. So it's a good way of just like knowing how to navigate spaces as well. So when I taught at the printmaking department at RISD, I had a TA who did a summer internship at a print shop. He was so good. I mean, the level of precision that he printed with was far beyond what a lot of other people were doing. And I'm sure that that print shop was responsible for a lot of that because he just wasn't a whole other level than everybody else. So it was a great experience for him. Another option is an arts organization because I think sometimes people think, oh, I'm an artist, studio artist. It has to be a studio internship. But sometimes an arts organization is terrific because it's more diverse or sometimes it's super niche. Like this is International Print Center New York. And they have talks, they have a gallery, they also have all kinds of other programs and lectures, or a place like Boston Center for the Arts, which is theater and music and performance, and they have a gallery. Why might that be helpful, Deep Deep? Because I think sometimes people think, oh, that's not going to help me. This is a performance space, or they deal with musicians. I, that's not relevant. I think it's good to broaden like your reach um, in general. I mean, a lot of art is so interdisciplinary and when you're out in the real world working, you'll find that you do often have to collaborate with people who are in other fields. Um, and this is a great, I mean, I don't think it ever harms you to broaden your network. And I think about people like Lauren who's done performance pieces with her painting work. And like, this would be said, the Boston Art Center would be such a um, perfect place for her. So I think that like, it teaches you just the ways that the art world overlaps as well, which I think is a really good way of understanding the business of art um, and how to get your work into spaces and how to talk about your work and how to get your work seen. I mean, so much of my time is spent on marketing and social media and getting the word out. There's no arts organization that doesn't have to do that to a certain degree. And I feel like if I worked at a place like Boston Center for the Arts, it would be such a great experience to watch their publicists work and how do they organize their social media accounts. That's all relevant. So don't tell yourselves that you can only do an internship 
that is exactly in printmaking because it can be in something else and maybe it might feed some other idea for yourself because you know what's really funny <laughs> my very first internship my only internship that I ever did which was through a network was i was in high school and they had this special program second semester senior year if you had finished all these credits they would let you do an internship instead of going to school and i was like i'm there i hate school i just need to get out and so i went to my elementary school art teacher and i said hey can i just help you in the art room she's like yeah and so i did that for a couple months and i loved it like i had no idea it was going to be so much fun i just wanted to get out of this class but then it turned into a whole career for me because in the summers as a college student, I teach at these summer camps. I taught elementary school for three years right after I finished RISD. And so you just never know what you might fall into. It might actually become something really substantial later on. So why is asking your network a great way to get started with an internship search? Well, I think it broadens what you even have access to. Like you might not even know that an internship at so-and-so place is a possibility. Um, so every person that you ask knows people. And also I think that it always helps if you have that personal connection as you're in. You know, like I think that my Nickelodeon internship thing was like pretty lucky that I was able to, you know, beat out so many other people. I hate using that word like beat out, but like, you know, be chosen for that one internship position in that department. Um, but if you like the Bill Plimpton example, as your husband did, you know, I don't think that if Alex didn't uh, know the professor who could have connected Bill and Alex, that that internship would have happened. Um, so I think that inter your network really is the place where you're going to learn more, but also get that like one on one introduction, which I think is great. And I will say also that like sometimes when you someone puts in a good word for you and you get that internship through like your networks, they might treat you better too, because you're being brought in by someone who they know. Um, so there's that personal connection. Whereas if you're just an application, you know, what is what are the stakes sometimes? Now that said though, not everybody has a network they think they can tap into, although it doesn't even have to be an artist network. It could be your mom's dad's cousin. <laughs> Maybe they know somebody. It really is very common for that to be the case. But there are also a lot of websites where you can look at arts listings. This is one called Higher Culture run by the Massachusetts Cultural Council. It's all the arts jobs that are available in Massachusetts. And there's also New York Foundation for the Arts, which has tons of resources for artists. They have all kinds of listings for grants and residencies and competitions. This is also a good website, Call for Entries. Mostly it's jury shows, but occasionally you'll see something pop up that's an internship or something else. And you can cold call. A lot of people, it doesn't even occur to them to do a cold call, which is basically where you just contact people out of the blue. You have no connection whatsoever. And you just say, hey, I want to do an internship. And guess what? That's what Kat Huang did. So Kat Huang had heard about this company through one of her teachers and went and approached this company. And she did this cool internship over one summer where she did all of these comic illustrations to demonstrate how holograms could be used. And it's like if Kat hadn't asked her teacher about this, she would never have had this experience. That said, though, cold calling is really intimidating. 
So how do people get over that deep D? I mean, it, it's intimidating, but like, if you want something badly enough, you just have to go for it, I guess. Um, I think that like cold calling can be easier if you reach out to them, like instead of on a phone, you could send an email, you can message someone on Instagram. And I think if you phrase it, not in a way where it's like, I need an internship, but like, as in, hey, I noticed that you do this. I really like your work and I'm inspired by it. This is what I do. And if you ever need any help, let me know. Also, I'm free this entire summer. Like, you know, phrasing it in a way where it's collaborative um, can make it free, feel more friendly and natural. Yeah, like Reign of Toys here says, reach and grab it if you really want it. And again, it is no skin off your back. I mean, usually what happens is you get ignored and then nothing has changed. So it's like you could totally create this opportunity for yourself. And I love this advice from Trent. If you have a class you like, ask the teacher if they need some extra help. You might be pleasantly surprised by the answer. So for example, all of the interns who I hired at ArtProf, they were all former students. I didn't have a call or listing or anything like that. And that's how I got my interns. So if you go to the teacher and you say, hey, I'm available this summer, I probably would say, oh yeah, I'm hiring interns. Yeah, yeah, come on. Lisa H is asking, why not look for a paid gig, basically an entry-level job to build other skills? Do you have any thoughts on this, Claire? Yeah, do it. I mean, I think that the world of paid gigs is obviously different because the requirements are not the same and what people are expecting is not the same. But I think it's really dependent on people's situations. Like some people cannot think about an internship. They have to work that summer and have an income. Some people have a little more flexibility, but it's true. Like you can, sometimes you can get a paid gig that's like way better than the unpaid internship. And so that's where you just have to really do your research and you never know. I mean, I don't know if you all know this, but Kat was an R-Prof intern and she's a TA now. So mm -hmm. you just have no idea where any of this could lead. We do have a lot of other streams about careers in the arts that I encourage all of you to check out. And remember, this Google slideshow is available. The link is in the YouTube video description below. And remember, you can access all of our slideshows in our videos on artprof.org. Artprof has a podcast. It's available on Spotify and also on iTunes. And Deepti and I will be hanging out in the Artprof Discord. I know there are a couple of questions we didn't get to. So hang out with us there in the post live streams channel and subscribe to our channel. Like this video, leave us a comment because we always need help with those YouTube gods. And a big thank you to our top Patreon supporters. We have a couple new people, Andrew James Morris, Erica, and also Rio B. Thank you so much for helping us stay up and running 100% free. Everybody, thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time. Bye.